The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to thee, Lord Christ. Generous God, inspire the words of my lips and the meditations of all our hearts, that our broken lives might still glorify you, our creator, our redeemer, and our inspirer. Amen. Pilate asked him, so, you are a king? Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. I love that Jesus finagles a way for Pilate to actually be the one to say, So, you are a king. Christ takes what could be a querying statement and names Pilate's words as a declarative statement of faith. Christ takes what could be a challenge and instead receives it as comfort. After all, the punctuation marks in the original text were not there. They're an interpretation by a translator. So we might find ourselves in a similar situation to Pilate at times when we remember the words of the ancient Nicene Creed on some of the lines, and in some of the seasons of our lives, we might find ourselves wanting to ask a question alongside our statement of faith. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end? What does this judgment of the living and the dead look like? What does this everlasting kingdom look like? And how many feminine pronouns are used for God in that heavenly country? Nadia Boltz-Weber is a Lutheran pastor who said that 
She thought Christ's judgment on the world was declared in one sentence, spoken from the cross in Luke's gospel. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Luke records two other sentences spoken by Jesus on the cross. The central one was in response to a query from a dying criminal who was crucified with Jesus, pleading, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Christ's response, truly I tell you today you will be with me in paradise. The third and last sentence spoken from the cross in Luke's gospel, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Maybe the deepest gift of this transition between autumn and winter is that it invites us to reflect on our own mortality. At times we may feel like we've already seen too much of death, too much of the fragility of life. There are times where it may feel like it's been plenty up close and personal recently. But at other times, I think each of us needs the gentle falling of the leaves, a myriad of fragile technicolor staging a die-in, as it were, as they float down to earth, playing music in various impromptu symphonies, filling every street corner with the best kind of rustling foot traffic to remind us of the beauty of life. Inevitably, our body will be an empty husk, and our spirit will be committed into the hands of the Almighty. Whether in racing or in life, I usually try to keep my eyes on the prize. This past Thursday, my stomach and I were both regretting my choice to keep my eyes on the pies. But I'm grateful for my friends and family. And today, on Christ the King Sunday, the last Sunday of our church year, I'm grateful for the coming week of liminal liturgical time. After the end of the church year and before the beginning, that first Sunday of Advent. For me, it's an opportunity to imagine what it will be like to come face to face with the Almighty. I'm inspired by those who have come near to death and who have found themselves presented with a question before returning to this world. How have you loved? How have you loved? Our love is only a pale reflection of how Christ has first loved us. We will never be perfect in our care for those around us. But I believe that God's grace and peace are sufficient for us to respond. It's between each of us and God to determine our faithful response to the forgiveness and compassion God offers. But our second reading begins in part with a prayer. To him who loves us and freed us from our sins by his blood and made us to be a kingdom priests serving his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. We are the kingdom here on earth, and as it is, it's a pale reflection of the kingdom above. The splendor of the heavenly Jerusalem reminds us, remains beyond our limited understanding. So we stand on the truth that we have known here in this place. 
and we can take comfort in the truth of Christ's eternal reign. When there are so many reasons to be anxious about earthly kings and the pain and disorder they can create here on earth. Revelations goes on to describe Christ coming with the clouds. It's a reference back to the last paragraph of our first reading. I saw one like a human being coming with the clouds of heaven. From Aramaic, this has also been translated as, Behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven. That phrase, Son of Man, should be familiar. It's an image of an apocalyptic angel. The being coming as the Son of Man is the Messiah for us as Christians. It's a title Jesus used over and over to describe himself and his role in the Gospels. So I invite you to read with me from the last paragraph of our second reading, of our first reading. I'll read from the message paraphrase so that you can get a sense of the diversity of scriptural translations. My dream continued. I saw a human form, a son of man, arriving in a world of clouds. He came to the old one and was presented to him. He was given power to rule all the glory of royalty. Everyone, race, color, and creed had to serve him. His rule would be forever, never ending. His kingly rule would never be replaced. Daniel's vision is of the final reckoning the opening of the books for an accounting. And I think if we're honest, we'll always be in the red. Our good deeds can never outweigh the mistakes we've made in our woundedness and in our brokenness. And this incarnate God, this one coming as a son of man in human form, has chosen to be subject to the lived experience of our limited and broken humanity in order to set us free. The glory and the power of the Almighty has been revealed in the enduring truth of a loving kindness lived and enacted here on earth, a loving kindness that has overcome all of our wrongdoing and has even overcome death. Our faith is a corporate faith that Christ will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. Whatever happens, the earthly kingdoms of this world will not have the last word. In our gospel this morning, we might have been thinking that Pilate was faced with the difficult task of judging whether Christ should be released. We might have been thinking that Pilate was acting out of compassion, seeking to free Christ from condemnation and death, when in the verses after our gospel reading, he says to the crowd, I find no case against him. You have a custom that I release someone for you at the Passover. Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? His suggestion to free Jesus might mirror our own desire at times to see greater compassion and greater justice in the structures of earthly power. But really, Christ is the true judge. And in truth, Christ is in the business of enacting deeper compassion than we can ever fully know on this side of eternity. As the eternal ruler, the eternal son of man, Christ was and is seeking to free Pilate and all of us from condemnation and death. And he was willing to be condemned and put to death in order to accomplish it.
Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Amen.